Charlotte Soccer Show, John Hayes, Danny Brams. We're here at Community Matters Cafe for a Cheers Coffee Cast on this Friday morning. Those mugs sound a little different than, they do. Uh, than the, uh, the beer steins, <laughs> for sure. It's, it's good to see you, Danny, on a, on a Friday morning. The birds are chirping, and we're in the shadow of the Fortress, Bank of America Stadium, where there's a massive match right. tomorrow night against wow. New York City FC. I didn't even think about that. We we whenever we do a coffee cast, we love to come to Community Matters because it's just one of our favorite places in Charlotte. And I uh, love the food and the coffee here and the mission here as well. But I didn't even think about the fact that by eating out here on the patio, we're in the shadow of, uh, of BOA. And uh, you wonder what kind of uh, what kind of machinations, what kind of meetings are being held in those halls right now, just trying to get. You know, a little bit of edge on uh, the pigeons. As we hear, you know, we're hearing some birds chirping here. There's, you know, <laughs> are they washing windows while there's pigeons on the roof? Uh, as I said last episode, shout out to everyone who shouted me out for the widespread reference. Love Panic. Uh, if you want to come see a Panic show with me sometime, please do. But uh, we're not going to panic about Charlotte FC, or are we? You know, I don't know. That's the real question. <laughs> That's a great question. Um, and we've got a ton of questions. From our TIFOs. It's all about questions. That's the nature of, that's what the whole episode's about, is we're going to answer some TIFOs questions and uh, eat some breakfast and have a good time. We've put our order in. Uh, I've got a breakfast sandwich coming. Danny, you've got a special order this morning. Uh, A little sugar-crusted French toast, side of turkey sausage. Can't go wrong here. Community matters. It's really, really a a fine dish. I've had it before and I love it. I can smell it almost being cooked in the back. I smell that sweet sweet breakfast I go for more of a hearty uh, salty breakfast than a sure, sweet breakfast course, yeah, typically yeah, of course yeah. but so you win a breakfast egg sandwich can't go wrong there most of our TIFOs know at this point though I think our breakfast orders probably represent us pretty well you're the sweet guy I'm always fucking salty <laughs> uh, I try to be sweet sweet to a fault sometimes uh, against my own uh, better uh, uh, outcomes at times I'm a little too sweet but uh I do my best. So we're, we're going to hear from Level Up Luke. We're going to hear from uh, Jorge Torres. Uh, we've got Matt Barbie, Michael Volak, Mike, Mike Mecklenberger, Mike Humberger, uh, DB's Hot Takes, Jonathan Pata, Sean Swain, Bridget McCall, um, and some new TIFOs as well. The whole crew. Um, the whole crew asking questions. So we're going to get to those questions in, in, in just a minute. Um, but the first thing I want to do on today's show, Danny, is just kind of recap the week that was for for Charlotte FC and it's it's been a busy week there's been a lot of let's call it new information surrounding the Andre Shinyashiki yeah, situation yeah, yeah. the Nuno Santos situation right. Right. and I want to give a shout out we, we've already we've, we're, we're already doing shout outs this morning um, <laughs> and I want to give a special shout out to um, to, to Carol Carol Walton for doing some capital J, J journalistic work yeah. in the Charlotte FC community. Yeah. And, you know, speaking with CMPD and finding out that it was Andre Shinyashiki, who wasn't necessarily named in, in the sexual assault allegation, but his name was given sure. in regards to that report. So I just wanted to put that out there and make sure that you know, we've been talking about this story, we've given some context, and I, I want to, you know, Underscore that the, the words used in that report were, quote, forcible rape. Yeah. And that, that's something that, that we take seriously that... Um, Condemn, obviously, like, yeah, unequivocally, you know, like, yeah, not even... 
So it just needs to be out on the table. Yeah, it's a non-starter. And it needs to be addressed. And I'm going to go on the record to say, you know, until this matter is figured out, um, I'm good with Andre Shinyashiki uh, not being part of Charlotte FC. Yeah. And uh, Christian Latanzio said he's not going to be there this weekend. Said, uh, I'll never shut the door on anyone when it comes to Andre and Nuno uh, potentially rejoining the team. But I think most fans in this fan base at this point have moved on from Andre based on what these these, uh, reports that came to light, thanks to Carroll. Thanks to uh, Pablo Maurer and Tom Boger, who followed up at the Athletic, they got the word that you know Nuno was involved somehow, also in this report. And we we may never know the details at this point, but they're not good. And just you know, just to be involved, like you never get yourself to a point where you can be you know have those charges brought against you. Just it's, it's foreign to like my nature, so it's just not something I've ever been involved with, thankfully, and I don't ever plan to be because it's just not the type of man, person or man that I am. But. Uh, um, it's not good, and uh, you know, I, will Nuno come back? I don't think Andre ever comes back. Nuno might come back. He played for the legacy, but then the, then he played for the legacy before the report came out on the Athletics. So who knows? Well, th- this country's kind of judicial system has been founded on the idea of innocent until proven guilty, and I think that you could make the argument in today's society that stuff like this has turned into guilty until proven innocent. I'm not going to take a side there, but what I am going to say is I do believe in the ju- judicial process. Sure. And I think that, you know, at this point, saying something like Andre Shinyashiki is a horrible person who committed this crime that should be put in prison, like, I, I don't feel that way because I need the process to play out. And, 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 and if it is proven to be true, then, wow, um, you know, that, that's something that we can discuss at the time. So this is, we're, we're going we're gonna to follow this thing. I don't want to spend too much time talking about it this morning. Obviously, should say that Andre did put a statement out and said, hey, look, this was investigated. I've been cleared by MLS. I've been cleared by law enforcement. So Andre feels that he's good in his book. There's a big, there's a, I want to say there's a line between criminal and, like, cringy. And, like, like, we may not ever see a charge come out of this, but that doesn't mean we have to feel good about this guy being on our team when he's involved with this kind of stuff. Good point. And la- final thing is just, uh, uh, I forgot my final thing really. Well, is, I, I can is, add. Oh, I, is it the, the, the club statement? The club statement. Oh, that's, that's the, exactly yeah, what exactly. I was going to talk yeah, about. How the club, uh, the, the, the yeah. club basically said, we reported this to right. MLS. We're not covering anything. And, yeah. and our hands are clean. But did they report it to the Colorado to Real Salt Lake. Oh, yeah. excuse me, yeah, to Real Salt Lake, yeah. Colorado, Colorado, where Andre Shinyashiki came from. I mean, the trade fell FC. apart. <laughs> yeah. And, and you, you have to kind of ask questions around that sort yeah. of thing. So, um, It's unfortunate to be dealing with in the second year of this club. but Here we are. And I think what you're going to get from us is, is always um, the ability to address what's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on the field, off the field, and not hiding behind a veil of fanaticism, right? Right, right, yeah. I am a super fan, but I can also have sort of a, just, I can, you know, t- t- I'm in a tough love phase, let's say, yeah, in my yeah. relationship. Right. And, uh, uh, you know, the final thing I'll just say is that we support vi- uh, victims, be they, be they alleged or proven. Uh, exactly. Any woman who feels like she needed to go to authorities with a report about something that happened. We support you. Come forward. Speak up. But even if it's you, if this particular person doesn't get what she wants out of this proceeding, every step in the right direction, getting it out in the open, sunlight's the best disinfectant. And let's let's find out you know, 
how we can put a stop to this in our society, basically. Yeah, and um, speaking of sunlight, there's it's been a great week here as far as weather is concerned. I, I saw some, some bad news in regards to Saturday, but I think things uh, might be looking up. The, the, the weather forecast for tomorrow's match has changed drastically, really? which is fantastic news. It was 90% rain, chance for rain all day on Saturday throughout the week, and things have pivoted to where it is 75, clouds breaking for some sun, feels like 80, and in the evening it's going to be a perfect 60 degrees, no precipitation, and a great night for soccer at the keep. So, amazing. Things could be looking up for this Charlotte FC squad. We're going to talk about a projected 11. We're going to answer these questions. But the first thing I want to get and hear from you is, like, what's your vibe? going into this match tomorrow night right we when, when we drove back from dc we had you know mm-hmm. a lot of conversation about how things are not clearly going well right now mm-hmm. and how these fixtures are going to be coming fast and furious mm-hmm. and this this team charlotte fc is kind of in my in my opinion at this pivot point in the season where they could potentially get buried and have a tough time coming back mm-hmm. or they could stand up and fight what happens right. on saturday night which one what, what do you expect? It. What do you expect? Honestly, expect uh, to just fold. I, I don't think it's. I think it would take almost like a magical clicking. We need like a Ted Lasso type, like everybody realizes what's been going yeah. wrong all along and how they get and suddenly gets on the same page with a simple cut of, cut of a camera. You know, <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I'm not sure that's that's going to happen. You know, there's they are good at that on that show. Yeah, yeah, this is, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, that's what I love about that show. It's like there's this huge problem. And it's like. Well, actually, it's not that big a problem. Everyone's fine. You know, that, that's, it's so well done that way. Uh, but uh, uh, could that happen with Charlotte FC? Maybe. I wouldn't rule it out, but I don't expect. I'm not going to call for it. Um, I think there's some sort of deep-seated problems with the team. Uh, we're going to get into you know the whole Latanzio out question. It, it hovers over everything at this point. Um, but uh, so we'll save that for the Tifos questions. But uh, I, my vibe is hopeful. Because I want to have, if the you know, rebellions are built on hope. <laughs> you don't sound <laughs> hopeful. You sound you sound downtrodden. You sound well, beaten up. You sound like you sound like somebody honestly who is scared to walk into that. Well, I guess what I'm saying that is that arena hopeful at best. <laughs> I'm, I'm hopeful at best. Is, you know what I'm saying? Like the most. The, like I can't sum up anything closely resembling confidence whatsoever. But I can maybe <laughs> hold on to a scrap of hope. I, I will promise you this. I have. Uh, wagered on Charlotte FC for the final time this season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm just not doing it again. To yes, win. Yes, yeah, to yeah, win. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you. Wagered on them to, to win, win for the final time. Yeah, exactly. We'll see. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll see. Yeah, exactly. Well, NYC is a team that I didn't think was going to be that good. I, they were one of my picks for regression. They they got rid of a lot of guys. They shipped a lot of, like, stalwarts out from their team. But the, their replacements have delivered, and NYC actually finds themselves, you know, competing to be one of the best teams. And, they, you know, they're looking – to be in one of those top four spots and host a playoff match now. And uh, it's up to us to, to throw them off that. Um, For what it's worth, Charlotte FC is a favorite in this match. 
which is weird. That's plus 155. Pure home field advantage. And NYCFC is plus 175. Remember, this is the team I mean, that Charlotte FC beat twice last year. That is the narrowest of favorites, right? Yeah, I mean, it is. Yeah, it's, still, it's a yeah. toss-up. Yeah. Plus money on both, act, uh, on I both sides. I thought you said you weren't betting on it. Are you, getting, are you getting drawn back in no, with I'm the plus just, money? I'm just letting the, the yeah. TIFOs know where we stand yeah. heading, into, heading into the match. So my plan, by the way, is just so you know, and ha- and everybody knows. As soon as the breakfast comes out, we're going to take a break, and then we're going to ans- answer questions over sure. breakfast. Sure. And it's what, here's the deal: what we could rely on is a little MLS magic. Yeah. Uh, MLS magic exists. Well, just when you think it goes going to go one way, it goes the other way. Swear- it's a Swarovski brace. Yeah. Yeah. You know, exactly. A PK early. Exactly. He finishes it, and then all of a sudden Swarovski comes in in the second half. And ho- home field advantage means a lot. Home pitch is going to mean a lot. I, what I'll be very interested to see the attendance. You know, I'm not going to be the, the forecaster of doom here, but I, I do expect to see some empty patches in, in the in the stadium tomorrow. Couple so, things you know, on that. Yeah. Couple things on that. Number one, number one, the Wells Fargo Championship will be 100%, being yeah. played in South Charlotte, and there's going to be a lot of sports fans there on a Saturday. There's Maybe choosing that, that over. There's people the, I know that always come to the Charlotte games every week that are going to go to Wells Fargo. Like a few folks that I know. Yeah. So, yeah. But the, the weather should help, you know. The, it, it should be a good night. And I think, honestly, if if the, the crowd is scarce, scarce. And, scarce or sparse, both work. Yes. Yeah. Um, and Joe LeBlue is sitting in there, and he's looking at the crowd. He, it, it might be a, 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 an actual good thing to kind of take a look at that and say, hey, well, this is not these are my hardcores. going well. Yeah, and these are the hardcores. And we need, we need to have a, a meeting on Monday morning that says, how do we get this fan base back? I mean, I've seen some, there's definitely like the selling point of the team of, of like, we're going to make it a party and you're going to have a party. It's a party. You're going to have fun no matter what. That's a good selling point. There's a little bit of fatigue with that that I would say I've, I've sensed in in uh, corners of the fan base and, and maybe growing quadrants. We're at Community Matters, uh, a clear and stated mission for this unbelievable place. And, you know, I think a lot of people here would agree with me that, you know, a party every now and again is fine. But party after party after party after party, it's not sustainable. It's not healthy. Right. Right. And I think, you know, someone who is a a close friend of the show, Matt Geslin, has always said this, and I'm going to give him credit for it on the show. He's always said that you can't, the the, it's a party narrative. Is is something? Oh, thank you so much. Uh, Danny has the uh, the French them, toast. Yeah, yep, it's I've a got breakfast, baby. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. Beautiful. Guys, enjoy. Thank, thank you. you very much. We will. And I'll give him credit as our, our breakfast arrives, and it, it looks amazing. Ooh. By the way, holy smokes! You kidding me? Holy smokes! Um, you got the you got the the lusty the lusty monk mustard uh, vinaigrette there <laughs> for your side salad dressing. I absolutely love it. What a name for a salad dressing. <laughs> great call out and great find on that. Um, but just let me finish this thought. Um, the party. The party. Right? It's are, are you bringing real soccer fans into the venue? People who are going to be there for years and years to come? Or are you just bringing people who want to party and then when the party isn't really that fun. They're not going to show up anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think that's a real, honest question that the team needs to be asking themselves about their brand. Right. Let's party. And if it was up to me, I think this would be the last year of the party brand. Yeah, it's over. It was part of the inaugural launch, and right. It, you know what? You know what feels like a party? Winning. 
Winning, winning is a party. Yeah. Winning becomes its own party. Yeah, so. exactly. So it, it's the Charlotte Soccer Show. I'm John Hayes. He's Danny Brams. You can follow us uh, at For the Crown Baby on Twitter. You can follow me at John Hayes on air. You can follow Danny at Danny Brams. Drop us a rating. Drop us a review. We're going to dive into our breakfast here and answer some questions right after the break. All right, Danny, we're back out here on the patio at Community Matters Cafe. and um, it's getting more crowded. It's, it's getting busy out Trend here. Centers. And the food was delicious. Yeah, I'm finishing my uh, French toast right now. It was sugar-crusted, and it was delicious. The turkey sausage mixed with the... Uh, the syrup was great, and then I, I, I tried. I took some of your salad dressing and put it on my sausage, and it was actually delicious. The lusty uh, monk mustard vinaigrette <laughs> delivered. Man, maybe I should have put the lusty monk on my sandwich because <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah. had the turkey bacon, yeah, turkey sausage, and the egg and cheese. We're doing great, thank you. I'll take uh, one more coffee, Rico. Thank you. Sorry, Danny. I didn't realize you oh, needed good. some more coffee. I didn't realize you were taking it through an IV this morning. Hey, hey it's a coffee cast. It's a coffee cast. What can I say? We're, we're getting hopped up on some coffee this morning. It's a Friday morning. We're excited for the weekend. I know um, all our TIFOs are, too. Speaking of the TIFOs, uh, Mike Umberger. Mike Umberger. Mike Mecklenburger. <laughs> asks, As he's known, yeah. What's your favorite cup of joe? I love a, uh, I love a medium roast. I love a medium roast Colombian, um, little cream, little sugar, not too sweet. I've been known. I, I drink a lot of iced coffee yep. that's really creamy and it's almost like a coffee milkshake at times. But uh, when I'm sitting down at a place like this with a nice cup of cup of Joe, give me a little bit of cream. I don't need a ton. And uh, I, I'm not a dark roast guy. I'm a light roast guy. Medium roast, let's say, actually. Yeah, and, I mean, uh, I get. I'm afraid of like a super highly caffeinated coffee. Sometimes that'll just like put yeah. me in a bad place. I, I have a high tolerance for like all substances, just from because of my wayward youth. But <laughs> but uh, um, even I can get a little jittery sometimes after yeah. a couple of lattes, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If I if you, I, I, I vividly remember one time. I, I love a cappuccino, right? Sure. Course. But after sometimes after a cappuccino, I'm just like, whoa. Um, back when Danny and I used to work together um, at SEC Network, before we would uh, produce the, the Fine Mom show, something that I would do is I would go get a flat white. Yeah. Just basically yeah. like straight espresso and uh, some milk. You know, I, I'll go for that. Um, but if, if you'd ask me my, fa- my favorite way to uh, consume... A little, a little bit of caffeine would be a nice espresso shot. Sure. It's just like straight to business. It's not a ton of liquid. Um, but if I'm going to have a cup of coffee, I want it exactly like we have it right now. In a mug with some half and half and some cane sugar. That's exactly, that's yeah, exactly yeah, it's got to be the sugar in the raw, for sure. Yeah, yeah. None of that white sugar or Splenda. Fake I can't do Splenda. Bullshit. It makes me want to die. All right, so this next question comes from Michael Bolak. And he's going to try it again. Remember the Clay Dimmick right, interview that we had? Right, yeah, same uh, question, framed exactly the same, I think. Yeah, he, he wanted to. He basically wanted to uh, uh, ask Clay this. See you, at, uh, see you later. See you tomorrow. Oh, no, I'll see you at the pool. Yep. Cheers. Um, he basically wanted to ask this to Clay, but... It wasn't the time or the place. For what it's it was worth. neither the time nor the place, Michael. For what it's worth, uh, you know, Clay told us off the record, Mike, so maybe we'll <laughs> tell you this weekend. Uh, he says, were we sold a bill, of, a bill of goods on Enzo? First touch is bad. Dribbling by defenders? Haven't seen it. 
consistently getting good shots on frame? Can't recall. Still needs time to adjust, or did we get got? Uh, time to adjust is exactly what Latanzio said in his press conference this week, is that Enzo's still adjusting to the, the league. league. Yes. Uh, that's a little bit of a cliche that can ring true at times. Uh, in my mind, for what we paid, we should have expected a quick adjustment. We should, you know, we, we don't necessarily... We, we this is not a cheap DP. This is not some guy that like uh, we, we barely brought in. What do we pay city. for? What do we pay for? We pay for goals, and we've gotten two of them. Yeah, and they were both nice, but both of them. Here's what I would say: both goals that Enzo has scored have been when he has been on the direct receiving end of a as a target type of play, and, and a, be, as a target man. And, and to be honest, looking back at, at all of his highlights from Rousing Club, same sort of goals. Right, he's running onto balls. He's hitting headers into the box. He's not necessarily beating a man off the dribble. He's not necessarily even doing one twos. His first touch is pretty bad. Like his his feet when like when he doesn't receive passes very well at all in my mind. Like from what I've seen at Charlotte FC this year. Like so, uh, you know, there's you can start the revisionist history. You could start and be like, well, you know, he only had the one good season at Rossi. Maybe maybe he uh, maybe he is a little over overvalued uh, based off one good year. Who knows? One career contract year type of thing. Who knows? I don't think we got got, but I do. I do like the terminology. I love your snake oil gif, also, Michael. That you put <laughs> on that question. But uh, man, he's a competi hater. I'm Why? a. Uh, I'm keeping the faith on Enzo. I'm yeah. keeping the faith on Enzo for at least another. How three, many games three have we four played? Weeks. Ten, nine, ten, nine, yeah. ten. Yeah. What are? Yeah. I don't know. They all start to blur together. I think ten. When you're when you're losing the way that you are, and it's been ten games, um, it's it's basically been. Eight forgettable matches, maybe two memorable ones this season. Right, and a and a blitzing of the tormenta that only cost us two starters. <laughs> I'm gonna make a comparison to um, Mike's other squad, Leeds United. Mm. Do you have to? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna I'm gonna call out uh, Patrick Bamford. Okay, right, Bam Bam, and I'm gonna use him as an example of. Uh, a player that can't do it by himself, mm-hmm. right? I think he's had a down year for Leeds. A lot of that came from injury, and I and I don't think that um, his style of play is best suited for Jesse Marsh's staff. But when Leeds was promoted up into the Premier League, Bamford was one hell of a player and a great striker. And in his first season in the Premier League, he was amazing, and, and I loved what he did for Bielsa. It was fantastic. It was and a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing. The Leeds team was set up to basically give Bamford the ball in the box. Right. He didn't. He wasn't asked to do anything else. Feed him chances. And the way that the tactical plan worked for Leeds was that it was high octane football forward, right? And more entries into the final third than a Charlotte FC fan could ever imagine. I know. And you know I what know. it did? It, it, it left them open at the back. There's no doubt about that. Leeds struggled on defense, but. The fact that Bamford had support up in the final third meant that defenders had to spread out and mark other players. Yeah. Enzo Capetti is marked by three guys basically on right. every single move forward. He I'm not making excuses for the guy for the guy, but this it's just not he's he's just not getting the support that he needs to, to play well. But maybe he's that's why he, space. He's cre- he, he is great. We talked space. last episode about how he created the space for Carroll's goal against Columbus. Doing the dirty work. Yeah. And that, that's and that's something that uh, should be praised. A player like that who's who loves to score goals, doing the dirty work. As much as he, you know, has this 
rightfully and quickly gained this reputation for being someone who complains to the referees a lot. He actually has a pretty positive attitude. He's always smiling. Like, he likes to be part of this team, I feel. I think he's, like, happy with the mission here. He's taken to Twitch streaming recently. He's, that he, was on yeah. the tip of my tongue, I was going to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's out so there bored. streaming on Twitch he's and so, talking to fans. He's yeah. so bored that yeah. he's on Twitch. He's got nothing to do. He needs, right. some, he needs some people to well, give him some help. Dad. I mean, he's, a, he's got the little baby, I'm, you know, so I'm sure that could take up some of your time. Maybe, maybe he's streaming to get away for, from... Uh, uh, newborn duties. I, knows, I have to yeah. admit, he he does stream in Spanish, and I can't understand what he's saying. It's still worth listening to, though. It's great, <laughs> you know. Like, yeah, he'll he, if you can, uh, he will answer. He will talk to fans and answer questions on there. So I respect pretty that. Pretty cool. Uh, I think he's embracing the community. I, I only bring it up just to say that, like, I think he wants to be part of this project. Totally. He's bought in still, and yep. so I'm I'm going to keep the faith with him. I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lose goal tomorrow night. Saturday night. It. Oh man, how about how about Gains to Carroll to Vargas to Enzo for the goal. How sweet would that be? Just a, a pretty build up. Yeah. Gaines runs all the way down, picks up a long ball ahead of the pack, cuts it back to Carroll, who surveys the landscape. No rush or anything, just whenever y'all are ready. Oh, thank you so much. I'll take a task. Sees we'll Vargas, far post, lobs one over the defense, Vargas. Pops it over to Enzo. Enzo finishes. See, what you need is Enzo. Enzo needs to receive the ball in spots where he can just one-touch finish. The exactly. Header, yes. The header. Yeah, the, yeah, the ball yeah. from Lindsay uh, against Orlando. Like that's. And like, we, we need to get Christian Latanzio's mind. You're 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 100 correct, by the way, mm-hmm. as far as one-touch finishes for mm-hmm. Enzo. The problem is Latanzio's system is coaching players to to try to get him to finish one touch on like a 25-yard ball. Right. Not a seven-yard right. ground pass right. already inside the box. Right. We just need to get things more compact in the in the, in the the box. Yep. Agree. Great question, Michael. The system, the system, the system. F the uh, system. Matt Barbie uh, chimes in. He says, after watching Jones struggle at center back, mm-hmm. is it finally time for Sobo Cop? Sobo Cop. <laughs> Sobo Cop. Uh, warning. Warning. You have entered the penalty area. You will be eliminated. <laughs> I don't know, man. Sobocop. Barbie loves Sobocop more than I do, but I don't hate the boy. Um, I think uh, he's young. He's uh, impetuous a little bit. He's got some talents. Actually, really, I'm going to echo, you know, I think uh, if you there's a comment thread on Barbie's question there about that gets into Jack Neely training with the first team. I've really liked what I've seen from Jack Neely at Crown Legacy. I think at some point Neely does end up passing Sobachinski in the pecking order. It may not be this week. Um, Jones, I don't know, man. Like Jones, I think Jones could be better at center back, but he did give up the penalty and he did lay back off of Benteke for the bicycle kick. So I don't necessarily need to see Jones at center back again, but I do want to see him on the pitch. But then where do you put Westwood? Do you, would you bench Veronico? You know, still seems unthinkable. He's undroppable. So, like, it, Jones at center back, it solves a lot of problems, but it might be a lazy solution. So, I don't know. But is it Sobachinski? Is it Burn? Against New York, we could probably have the Burn center back conversation as well compared to D.C. Because they don't really have any, like, huge dude, like, threats I, I'm, to park in the box. I hate, to, I hate to say this. I really do. But Nathan Byrne and Harrison Awful, like, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> and that, yeah, that was <laughs> All right. You know, moving on. <laughs> if, if, if they want to offer some depth on the bench, some veteran leadership to come in at the end of the match and maybe help see sure. things out on the back five, right. 
We're back six. Fine. Throw him on the pitch. But um, how about Hamidi? Hamidi Diop at at center back next to Milanda with you know leaning left. You know, able to convert to maybe the future left back would be a big moment for the kid for him to start. But um, love the idea. Love the idea of Diop getting some time. I don't think that uh, that Latanzio loves Sobacop as much as as uh, Barbie does. That's what I'll say. So we'll see. Maybe. I'm going to say probably not. Quick from uh, Jorge Torres here. Where do we go from here? What are the first steps, but necessary ones, to not make the season feel like any more of a dumpster fire? Well, let's answer this one quickly. Like, what Score is the goals. first step? Score goals. Score goals. Yeah. Be, be, make the team fun to watch because it's not been fun to watch for a lot of, a lot of the season. Right. That kind of like tugs against my guiding light for this squad, which is like batting down the hatches and win one nil. <laughs> but I, I do hear what you're saying. Like yeah. losing four three is more. I would exciting rather lose than, four three. Yeah. Well, well I'd always rather win. What? I'd rather lose four three than lose one nil. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Same. Same. Okay. Um, good question. Uh, Jonathan Potter, Potter Bread chimes in. Bake me up. Latanzio out or Zoran out? Yeah, or, or why not both? I think is the follow-up there, right? Like <laughs> everybody was thinking it. So what I think, what I personally believe, and you can, I'm not, I'm not an insider. I'm not inside that locker room, but I think Latanzio was a very welcome breath of fresh air for these players uh, when he took over for MAR because he is a player coach in terms of wanting to give guys uh, the chance to maximize their potential in terms of development in terms of Good, good advice in training in terms of rewarding people who give effort in training all that makes him a player coach but I do think his inability to really decide on an actual true first 11 and really his his sort of overseeing all this chaos that's gone on off the field unfortunate for him it's not really to say that he's a bad person or even a bad coach but sometimes in sports and especially in soccer especially in soccer you just need to move on from a coach and you need to get someone else in there because you're the players are way more important than the coach. You know, if you want to have a good coach, and the best coaches definitely make a difference, but like in the end, they're all just doing the same thing, uh, variations of the same thing. I am prepared to give Zoran one more summer transfer window. <laughs> one more window? Yes. One more oh, window. <laughs> like I'm ready. I'm ready, yeah, I'm ready to, to give him yeah. this, this summer window to see if he can. Um, yeah. You know, bring in another game changing. From the window player. to the wall, baby. You know? <laughs> Let's go. And um, if Latanzio is still here at this point, he give him the opportunity to see yeah. it out. So I, I, I think it's a package deal. To I just think the he, players have tuned Latanzio out. I just do. don't think he can rein this this situation in. And I, I think fresh blood is new blood is called for. Um, okay. We'll okay. So then, then let's let's address level up Luke's question. Um, is it possible that um, Jose Tavares could take over the Crown Legacy manager? For Christian Latanzia, Jose is doing great things in the legacy, obviously, but he's coaching a super team, so it's tough to really. We're not really making a similar comparison here. Whereas uh, CL is coaching one of the lowest paid rosters in, in his league, Tavares is coaching guys that have you know million dollar price tags on them, and so I think he's hey, Tavares has an embarrassment of riches at, yeah, the, ne- at against the MLS high, against next pro. against high schoolers, pretty much in, in, in many respects. So. Uh, I love it. I, I'm trying. I'm workshopping nicknames for like Man Legacy or you know Crown City or something like that because like it really is like watching the Crown Legacy play in Next Pro is like watching Man City play with just like this, just like an embarrassment. Like MLS level players that are going in there and just kind of like you know just like 
techers all over the field and like like Nuno, Nuno scored like this little like chip shot goal like this little half chip over the over the keeper and like uh, 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 the birthday boy Josue, who came in and scored the fourth goal uh, the other night against NYC two, like scored it from out, just like firing from outside the box. Yeah, it's kind of it like it's kind of like when like Pep, doing whatever they want. It's kind of like when Pep brought on uh, Phil Foden against West Ham, right? Up right. two 0 yeah, and Foden yeah, just like yeah, hits one, one from, yeah, 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 hits one from outside the box yeah. and scores the third. Yeah, that's so, that's the but, embarrassment. But you know what? It's I don't care because Charlotte FC is not like it, it, at some point we want to cheer for a winner in this damn. But town, my answer my answer is no for what it's worth. Is your answer? My answer is no. Yeah, Tavares. It's great that he's winning with his super team, and I want to see it keep going. But to think that he could just instantly sub in and take over the, the main squad and fix it all. Again, I want experience. I want someone who has coached a winner in MLS before. You know, Tata Martino's on the market. Many people have mentioned that. I think even Jesse Marsh is still out there, in theory, right? So, yeah. Yeah, like, you know. It's not even Latanzio out anymore. It's like Tata in. It's like, let's go get, like, a coach who... This is a proven track record of winning in this league. Yeah, someone like um, a Bruce Arena. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, Arena's a freaking New England. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not like, saying that we hire that, mold, that. It's someone in that mold. Yeah, yeah, someone that can really just you know take yeah. the take the franchise under his right. wing and turn it right. into. Um, a professional organization right. run by exactly. someone who's been exactly. there and done that yeah. uh, in MLS and in, yes. in American soccer, which right. Christian Latanzio, you know, has, has had a, a, a decent career. You know, MAR has had a decent career. Zorn has had a good career. But really none of them have had, like, a American like mm-hmm. soccer career. Yeah. Um, so uh, next question, DB's Hot Takes. Um, Danny Brackets. Danny Brackets. Good to hear from from you. Uh, he's got two questions. I'm going to ask the second one. Cool. Uh, feels like there's been a stormy cloud over CLTFC all year. Systems not wa- working. Players are injured. Fans aren't happy. Any positives that you're looking forward to? I think that's a great question because I think it can call out. Um, you know, it's so much negativity around this club, but there's a lot of positive things that I'm looking forward to. How about you? What's number one yeah. on your list? Uh. Ben Bender's muscle tone. I don't know. Like, uh, <laughs> you know, the uh, Ben feeling better. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully get, getting over his viral infection. No, just I, I say that as a joke. But I, what I mean is that the individual development is happening. Players are getting better. Yeah. They're not working together better, but like Yushviak, better than he was this time last year by far. Vargas, better than he was when we first signed him by far. Bender, better than he was when he was a rookie, even though he's not getting to play as much. So. Uh, I believe in the development of individual talents, and I have to think that either Latanzio finds his voice, or we go get a new voice to get the right to get everyone singing on the same same hymnal, as they call as they say. Uh, for me, the positives would be how many Diop, yeah, seeing seeing him play more minutes and understanding what type of player we have. Um, would be Ben Bender, as you said, getting back healthy, getting some time on the pitch. Would be Christian Kalina coming back into the net, see what kind of player and impact that he can have on this squad. I think those, those are three really important things. And I think that we are potentially um, on the precipice of seeing Ashley Westwood learn MLS and start um, bossing some games in the midfield. 
Yeah. Like that to me, if I were to give you a quick uh, spark notes about how to think positive about this club, that would be that would be the gemstone. Right. Other than that, you know, Camille Uzviak was a huge positive sure. so far for the club, and then the injury happens. Would expect him to be based on what Latanzio said at the press conference this week. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he was back next week. I think he'll be on the bench. Yeah. He, you think he'll be on the bench? I think he's he's back from his injury. But uh, has a cold also. I think he got Bender's sickness. Mm. So, come on. Down with the sickness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ooh, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sean Swain uh, chimes in. He says, Anton walks, injuries, bad losses, and player scandals. Negativity continues to surround the club this year. Sheesh. It's like a broken record from the Tifos here. Yeah. Now, I can't imagine it doesn't affect the player's morale. If you are the manager, this I like this question because it's a direct question. Give me the job. If you Sign are the manager, up. what are you doing to keep the players motivated? Team uh, building bonding exercise out of the Whitewater Center. Get oh. everyone in the raft, rowing upstream, wow. rowing in the same direction. That's good stuff. You know, That's a great like, answer. Let's let's go row. You know, row your boat. Uh, just I don't know. Some some I I think the thing I'm doing is actually in real life is freeing freeing the system just dissolve the system i think my biggest issue with these guys is they're too inside their own heads trying to make sure they follow a system that's being drilled into them yeah next pass oh where am i supposed to make this next pass instead of just naturally making the next what's the flow of the system instead of like looking up and seeing who's open and who's attacking right and who's making a run so i would just free it up i would free up the uh the play and let these guys embrace their natural talents a little bit more and then let a system develop out of that. Uh, to be fair, I like your whitewater idea better. Uh, <laughs> uh, Bridget McCall, uh, tremendous friends of the show. Uh, do you think we see Merrim start on Saturday night? And how will Danny Brams feel if he does? Horrible. We better not. I think if, it's a possibility. If Miriam starts over Gaines, then I, I might just walk out of Fortress. I, I don't know. Does he start over Vargas? After Vargas... You know, had to be subbed out against DC. Is there? There's no knock there, but at the, yeah, Vargas seems like he's been battling something with his ankles. The last few, he has subbed early the last couple of matches, and he was getting treatment uh, on the pitch in the first half. In the first half, I think he DC. starts. You think Miriam starts? I, I think he might start. I think he might. Yeah, that's that's an indictment. Latanzio, yeah. I'm just going by the fact that Latanzio loves experienced players. He didn't do anything for 30 minutes when he came in. He, you're right. he offered nothing. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, all right, I want to get to uh, some more of these questions. Um, Todd Graydon, I appreciate you asking uh, your question. I feel like we've answered it. Um, you still rock, Todd. Thank you. We appreciate you. Uh, yes. Uh, JP, though, I-, I like this question. Given the holes in the Crown squad, who from the legacy – can you see as being able to make a pretty sharpish, sharpish step up to bolster the first team ranks? I honestly truly believe Jack Neely. I hate to think of a, a teenage center back playing next to a 20-year-old center back yeah. at Ilsa Milanda, but I just really believe in what I've seen from Jack Neely in terms of his uh, confidence and just like playing above his years from what I've seen on the legacy and like his yelling at teammates like get here get there get there. like he runs the back line for them so I, I, and that's one of our biggest holes right now is center back so I think so I also think Cambridge will continue to make an impact yeah and I also even think 
depending on how things go with with Enzo, if things if worse turns worst, then hell, bring Patrick Ajmong up and, and let him let's see what he can do. He's he's another young, very young kid, but he's got a he's got an MLS body. I mean, he's he's, he's powerful and fast and uh, makes good runs. He uh, he even had some playmaking from what I saw a few times. So. He could, I could see him like breaking into. If the season goes way south, I could see Ajman breaking in and getting some minutes. What about the captain, David Pereba? Pereba, I like I like Pereba a lot, man. His his interview on Crown Corner was great. Uh, shout out to Will and Jess. Uh, always getting those interviews. Uh, Jess did one with Scardina this week that was great as well. And what sticks out with all these guys when they talk about Tavares and they talk about the uh, being part of the legacy team. Is like they all have this confidence that seems to have been instilled in them. Like they know, they know they're they're humble, but they also know they're good. And so I really like that attitude because you can take that. That's tough to teach, right? Yeah. And it, you can only learn how to dominate by dominating. And so like, yes, you can like come into MLS and try to like do your best to hold your head above water in in the new situation. But what our youngsters are learning is like how to like dominate a game, and that's going to come in handy uh, in future development on the club. For sure. I, I've got to take about. I do uh, like Pereira. Pereira. I, I've I got do to, like the captain. I've got to take. Confident. I've got a big take on him. Um, he, in my opinion, is kind of like the next iteration of Brant Bronica. Ooh, I like where this you know, is going. You know, he's like a, a yeah. Brony. I, 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 I need to get Pereira in this. Uh, Charlotte FC organization sooner rather than later okay. so he can learn from a Brant Bronico and an Ashley Westwood. Getting the grind set. A and bit, and yeah. under, understand what's gonna, what it's going to take for the next five years for him to have success. Because when we think about you know, who from Crown Legacy can make an impact, yeah, sure, you want flashy guys who can you know, make something happen and potentially lead to a goal. But you know, Which, by the way, Pereba has the ability to do that. His ability on top of free yeah. kicks. I would say that his right. ball skills might be better than Brand Bronico's. Yeah, for sure. That's why he would be the next evolution, right? Yeah, yes. the next iteration. Yeah, yes, like exactly. A little bit more of a precise offensive threat. Yeah, exactly. To go with the defensive work rate. Uh, a couple more before, out of this world. A couple more before we get out of here. Sure. I, I've enjoyed the show. It's been oh. fun. It's been a while since we kind of sat together uh, and answered questions instead yeah. of you know doing a live show on a Sunday night, doing live comments. We haven't kind of sat together yeah. over well, some the coffee we, and answered questions. We're spotlighting the TIFOs, which is always a good thing, a worthwhile yeah. activity. Uh, Ike Gordon uh, chimes in. He asks, what's it going to take for Latanzo to play Lindsay consistently? Sure, he's going to have some bad games, but I'd rather a 24-year-old have bad games that he can learn from rather than having to watch Burn and Awful have bad games when they should be retired. Ike, I'd like to think you gave a fist pump earlier in the show. <laughs> yeah, I think, John, you already summed this one up when you said, uh, I'm good. I'm good. Awful <laughs> and Burn, I'm good. Uh, I don't know. It's a great question. You know I love Knuckles Lindsay. He does need a little bit more of an edge, let's say. Yeah. Uh, he, he's good at getting stuck in. He'll get into a tackle, but he almost does it a little bit... I don't see the mentality that he's like loving. Like I want to see him smiling when he goes into a tackle. I guess if that makes sense. Um, his offensive threat has become a little bit more refined, but he, he there's been a couple times when he looks a little lost out there uh, when he's when he's defending. So when the ball's on the other side of the field from Lindsay, he's not very good at, at like watch, watching the back door. If, the, if that's what I've seen yes, from him, yes, is that he lets Nobody, guys no one sneak on, in. No one on, yeah, no one on the team really is unfortunately. <laughs> My back door has been unlocked all all season, <laughs> but. Uh, so just a little more awareness, a little bit more of a uh, nasty edge. It's like the last thing I do before I go to bed every single night is I put Finn in his crate and I lock the back door. You never know. You never know who's <laughs> trying to sneak in that back door. Exactly. You know, it could be 
Santi uh, Rodriguez, Gabby <laughs> Pereira, Talos Magno, you know, one of these New Yorker guys. They're tricky. These New York guys are tricky. New York has a lot of speedy wingers, so it's going to be the task is tall. Uh, a couple more. Uh, Joe Garcia uh, gave us three questions. I'm going to ask Love you, Joe. I'm going to ask Thank um, you. number two, even though he went number one, three, then two. That's genius. That I, I get it. <laughs> Do you think Tepper even cares about the team? Not right now. I think his his caring about the team waxes and wanes, and it's at a low point. It's all about Bryce Young. It's all about yeah. you know his stadium overhaul, which hopefully will include news this week. Did you see that news yeah. that broke about a potential one point two billion dollar stadium renovation? Six hundred million of that paid using public funds, which is fifty percent of the bill. So. Just an outline for now, right? It's like just an outline. Frameworks being discussed, could, could not be, an actual yeah, exactly. on paper. But yeah, right. that, we get the feeling that's what it'll be along those lines. Yeah. If you think um, that Tepper is going to build a stadium or yeah. renovate Bank of America Stadium without asking for your money, right? Um, right. I've got uh, something to yeah. sell you. Um, I think he will care a lot when the Premier League comes to town again, when the Gold Cup shows up. Yeah. You know, with, if he's high summer. He's, yeah. When 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 owning a soccer club. Those three, those few weeks every year, when like you can get the cachet of being the owner of the soccer stadium, he's going to cash in on that. And yeah. other times, he's just going to trust the team to run itself, and that's good and bad. Uh, wanted to um, have one more question here. We can finish it off. I, I didn't want. Um, who's this here? There's one more question. I love this soundtrack, by the way. The, the bus is some great music here. The Beatles. Beatles are singing "Don't Let Me Down," and that's that's kind of my message to the team this week. It's just "Don't Let Me Down," you know. Just come on, just for 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 one time, you know. Don't let me down. Rob Barnes, uh, this is the last question. You want to uh, thanks Rob for the question. Um, without Nuno on the squad, it falls to Carroll and Ashley to be our um, central attacking midfielders. Um, besides missing time with injury. Why do you think Westwood hasn't truly stepped up to provide the dangerous forward passing that breaks down defenses? Are forwards wingers not making the right runs? This is our last one of the day. Thanks, everybody, for the questions. We really appreciate it. I think this is a good way to finish it up. So the the second part of that, why are the balls not going in the box? Because we don't have guys like it, the – yeah, I don't know if it boils down to the wingers not making the right runs. It's that Westwood's – passes, the, the Westwood pass that we heard about when we signed him, that mm-hmm. pinged ball over the top that drops in front of a guy, that needs to go into the box. That doesn't go into the corners. So he's not going to be passing that to the wingers. He's going to be passing that to the box, and we don't have a presence in the box. We yeah. we look at Enzo's heat map every Sunday night on our live stream on YouTube, and it's always like a, there's no big bright red dot on the penalty spot like we saw with Ben Just post up, dude. Like that. Yeah. Play like, you know, so, like, a, like an old school yeah. um, basketball center. Yeah. You know, who would just, like, go down to the block and just own the game there. Yep. That's, that's how Enzo needs to play striker for this club. Right. Enzo, yeah, don't don't just stand there watching the wheels go by. Uh, we need Westwood to have targets to ping balls to, basically. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as for why hasn't he stepped up into the leadership role, it, I really you say apart from the injury, but I really think that is the answer, is the injury. It was a really ill-timed injury because he was sort of getting his legs and figuring out where he stood with this squad, and then he gets hurt and misses time. The squad turns south and loses a bunch of games when he goes out, and now he's back. And so, like you said, you're really excited to like watch him 
uh, sort of grow into it. I think now now is when he becomes the Charlotte FC player, like hopefully starting tomorrow, hopefully starting Saturday night, where he just really like says, okay. So like, because what he's doing is he's figuring out, okay, where, who are my partners in this in this endeavor? Who are who who can I count on in an offensive move? Who can I pass it to that's going to keep progressing the ball towards the goal? And he spent time figuring all that out. So hopefully now he can deploy it. Let it go. You know, I've had so much coffee in the last um, hour and a half here. I don't think I'm going to be able to sleep before this game tomorrow night. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's been a great coffee uh, cast at, at Community I'll Matters uh, Cafe. If you haven't been here, make sure you get over here. Um, it's right off of uh, Cedar Street, yeah, I believe. Uh, yeah. Cedar, Cedar and Moorhead. Across Make the street right. from Clutch. Not far from the supporters' tailgate. Yeah, you know, not if, far. Right on the way. If you're looking for lunch, if you're looking for some coffee, supporters' tailgate marches right past before here, the, yeah. the tailgate. You can come over here on a Saturday and enjoy it. We appreciate you listening to this show. We appreciate you us, uh, giving us a rating, giving us a review, and want to tell everybody to enjoy the match tomorrow night. Um, I'm 50-50 about whether I'm going to be in the building or not. <laughs> Hopefully that weather report gets better and better yeah. and entices you. Yeah, yeah. You're going to yeah, be in the is, building? I'll definitely be there. This is the time when people have to make the decision of, like, you know. It's it's weird because, like, I was planning to go to Atlanta, and now I'm not going to go to Atlanta. You know, yeah. just like like when the, when the club has all this off-field turmoil and uh, uh, losing results, it – you can't be blamed for just like reevaluating a little bit how much you want to buy in. I'm still all in. I still love this club. I still love doing the yeah. show. I still love the community. But like, it's just a small step back. I'm not really pursuing a road trip to Atlanta anymore because I'm just not happy with the way things are going. I've got to head to the airport Sunday morning at like that's five, right. Yeah, at like five thirty. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. can you t- can you be out till eleven at night? I don't know. It's gonna be tough. Getting stabbed on the gold line. <laughs> It's the Charlotte Soccer Show. I'm John Hayes. Uh, we'll be back with you um, on Sunday night. I'm hoping to do a live show on Sunday night. Hopefully we can make that work. If not, we'll figure out another way to do the show while I'm on the road this week. Um, but, hey, thanks for your questions. It's, it's been, a, been a great episode. It's almost been like a, um, a, an episode that clears the mind. You know, you, yeah. I feel fresh. Yeah. You know, the, the, the clouds, the, the early morning clouds have burnt off in the middle uh, during this episode. So yeah. now we're going to we're gonna walk out of here to a, to a beautiful Friday it's afternoon. It's going to be a bright, bright, <laughs> bright, sunshiny day. I'm John Hayes. He's Danny Bramson. Until next time. For the crown, baby. Mm-hmm.